Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have election candidate Nathaniel Nano Brooks. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing good. I'm enjoying the sun, even though I'm not a huge fan of the heat. I had some tea. I was enjoying the fog a little bit, but overall, I'm doing pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm here with my uh, my black coffee and uh, yeah, hiding from the sun myself, you know. <laughs> That's what you got to do sometimes. So as I'm sure you know, because I had another candidate in here earlier this week, I am going to be asking you a standardized list of questions that I have prepared. That way I can get a sense of where you stand on various issues as well as kind of learn more a bit about you. So the first one that I want to talk to you about is, and as I'm sure a lot of folks here know in town, is the issue around housing. So what's your take on that? Well, for housing, I see it as contractors and developers having a a huge uphill battle when it comes to building and creating subdivisions. These are the people who are actively addressing one of Juno's greatest issues with resources and expertise to combat the issues in a sustainable, efficient, and timely manner. Uh, But with the ever-growing red tape and regulations, we have homes going up at a snail's pace while contractors and families move elsewhere to build and buy homes. We need to support and incentivize responsible and steadfast housing developments and lend help to individuals and businesses who choose to pursue that. I've rented for the last nine and ten, nine or ten years or so, and I've seen housing go from manageable to unreasonable. Uh, assessments have gone up 26% in the last few years. Uh, during COVID, when less people were working, less people were buying, and less people were selling, and we have high property taxes as a result of those higher assessments. Okay, and then I know, because uh, I've seen some of your flyers around town, you often want to talk about uh, affordable housing. So maybe focus in a bit on that for me. Yeah, with affordable housing, you know, we have to create an environment that's conducive to affordable development, you know, bringing the costs of goods down so that contractors can go in and build things at a reasonable uh, fashion getting land out to the people in a responsible and affordable way. And this can be done in a number of ways in the city charter, Title 53, for land disposal. There's an option for a land raffle, and this would only require a $25 fee. And with the city having over 5,000 acres of property, uh, it's a program that could go on very sustainable fashion. But if everyone in the age group who could apply would would apply, that could be upwards of $630,000 per parcel per raffle. And if you did one every month, that could be $7.65 million for the city. Okay. Now, the next big issue I want to talk to you about, as I'm sure you are also aware, and so as the listeners, is the issue around City Hall. Now, obviously, as folks know, this was voted down last year, but it is back on the ballot again this year. So where do you stand on that? Yeah, there's a lot to be desired with the uh, current facility, but before any new building goes up, we definitely need to address the systems and processes that allowed the current facility to rack up $15 million in deferred maintenance. It It would be a real shame to see that happen with a new facility. Uh, For the time being, a possible consolidation of city offices into another commercial space with less rent might be the financially responsible thing to do. There are also more practical solutions that don't involve the high costs associated with being in the middle of downtown and building underground parking. Uh, 
that could be easier for the community to digest, but there are definitely more pressing issues like housing and especially affordable housing. Okay. Now, I know another one of those contentious issues, which I was planning on more bringing up maybe in the open sort of open question section, but I think it would be worth bringing up now because it's in a similar vein, would be Telephone Hill because there has been and talks, and I know you were at that actual uh, public forum for that. There was talks about how that could be used to try and maybe tackle some of the housing as well. But where do you stand on that? Well, I went to that meeting to listen to the public and listen to community members who are more greatly impacted by the decisions that are being made pertaining to that. And what what I noticed and what I heard at the meeting and was hearing from other folks was that they wanted to keep the green belt aspect of it. They wanted to maintain the little bit of uh, nature that downtown still has, but also possibly addressing some housing issues by putting up a you know, possible apartment building in one corner of, uh, of the plot. But for the most part, you know, people wanted to maintain a, a certain aspect of the historical value and the symbiotic nature of it. Okay. Now, my next sort of focused question revolves around a concern that I often get calls about or things that, that I often also see within uh, JPD releases, which is the issue with about drugs within the community. So where do you stand on that issue? It is, it is a huge issue, and it affects everyone. Um, it, affects, it affects people who uh, want to come here to work and raise families. It affects our young people and uh, other vulnerable communities. There's, there's been a lot of investment in JPD for technology, infrastructure, and recruitment, as well as a lot of investment to address these underlying root causes, which are the addiction and behavioral health, mental health side of it. Uh, we've seen the new buildings like the Behavioral Health Center, the new homeless shelter, and the Human Resource Center go up, as well as, uh, you know, JPD has done or had a lot of amazing results with CCAD for getting drugs off the street, but both of those fronts need a lot more support. And like many other areas, it's a, it's a staff issue. And, you know, I see Juno as a field of dreams, but it's not the type where Kevin Cosner is going to build a baseball field and Showless <laughs> Joe Jackson is going to come and play. We need to uh, support programs that uh, really, you know, lend lend support and incentive to the to the people here because it's the people that are the bloodline of the community and it's the people that make everything else possible um all other aspects of the municipality will thrive when the people thrive okay and now next one i want to kind of ask you about if is where do you stand in terms of how geo can further develop its economy i know as i'm sure you're aware Tourism plays a very large role in that. Granted, it isn't the main one, but it is pretty significant. Yes, uh, tourism is extremely integral and of extreme benefit to the community as well. And it's allowed so many more things to be possible. And I know a lot of the uh, tourism operators and company owners, and uh, they are very supportive and um, contributing to the community. But I am very much in the mindset of diversifying revenue streams. The land raffle would be an excellent form of diversified revenue stream, but it would also bring economic opportunity associated with land ownership to more individuals in the community. 
and the economic prosperity of owning land would translate into so many other areas of the community as well. And I think allowing the people to thrive is the best way to stimulate the economic prosperity of the community. Okay, and so a lot of that would stem from the diversification of where the revenue stream comes from. Yes. Okay. And so my next big topic for you, while we still have some time in this first half of the show, is education. Where do you stand on that? I think it's important to always fund education to the cap. I was, you know, I attended the school systems here my entire life, and there are so many educators and faculty members that made huge difference in my life and formed me to be the person that I am today. And it doesn't even have to be teachers. I, I attended the rally program and there were so many great staff there that made such a big difference in my life that I, I thought that I wanted to go work for rally and do the same for others, which I ended up doing later on. Okay. And so kind of building off of that, because it actually doesn't look like we have too much. Actually, we are actually out of time in this first half. When we come back, I'll talk to you a bit more about kind of who you are and the reasons for why you wanted to run. Sounds good. All righty. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And we are back with more Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still, I have candidate Nano Brooks. Now, during the last half, I talked to you much more pointedly about very specific issues, but now I kind of wanted to open it up a bit more and ask you sort of what do you view as what you're primarily focused on or what you're primarily concerned about? Well, I'd say it's affordable housing, cost of living, and high property tax. I'm passionate for all municipal functions, especially education and uh, economic development. But in order for all other programs to function and thrive, we need more revenue and more people. And you won't achieve that by raising assessments and taxes. You actually get the exact opposite. And as a result, all the functions suffer. Okay. Do you want to expand on the cost of living aspect? Whether, whether it, you know, it really stems down to the development of land. If, if you can't buy an affordable lot, then you're already starting off with a high number and anything that goes onto that compounds, you know? So if it costs anywhere from two to, uh, two to, or 150 to $300,000 to develop a lot, then any home that's gonna go on it is gonna be out of the $600,000 plus price range. Okay. Now, to kind of move from there, I want to talk a bit more about who you are and sort of your motivations for wanting to run for assembly. Well, I'm kind of an anomaly. I'm born and raised Juno White, and I graduated uh, Juno Douglas High School when I was 16. Went straight to Wyo Tech in Sacramento for auto mechanics, and less than a year later, I was back here, and I've lived here since. Uh, I've had a lot of work experience ranging from food service and restaurants, child care at rally, retail services, customer service, as well as mechanics, welding, and for the last eight years or so, plumbing and HVAC. I also own uh, many businesses, including Wash Dasher, Button Mash, the Laundromat, and the Mendenhall Mall, Hi-Fi Senpai, the Record and Stereo Shop next to the Valley Restaurant, and many others. Uh, I'm a fixer and a tinkerer and an inventor, just a living definition of a workaholic. Uh, in the service industry, I've been in hundreds, if not thousands of homes, installing heat pumps, plumbing remodels, and installing home stereo systems. 
I've developed amazing connections and networks in the community, and the support and kindness of the people here is unmatched. Because of that, I do everything I can to help serve the people here. I'll answer the phone when others won't, and it's easy for me to lose rest uh, thinking about other people's well-beings. I've witnessed and experienced the benefits and faults of the cities, and I have absolute devotion to Juno because Juno is and will always be my home. I feel an obligation to step up and lend my perspective, expertise, and experience to serve the public. All right, that's saying, that was pretty succinct, I'd like to think. I didn't intend for that to rhyme, but it did anyhow. <laughs> okay, and so I think one of my big questions for you then really stems from, and this is kind of accounting for the fact that I'm human and I can be somewhat forgetful. Are there any big things that you really wanted to hit with me that I haven't asked you about yet or that you think I might have forgotten about? You know, I, I don't think so, Jordan. I, I really... Uh the really big things that affect all other facets of the community are those cost of living, high property taxes, and affordable housing. If we can tackle those issues, then everything else will come a lot uh, easier and more smooth. Okay. Then I guess the question I could stem off of that is, well, how would you propose that we do tackle those issues? Like I, like I mentioned before, the, a land raffle, and it's it's not necessarily that the land raffle would addressed affordable housing uh, immediately, but by getting land ownership to people, you can leverage that land and do investments with it, use it as collateral for loans to get possibly another home, and just the economic prosperity that is associated with that would translate into people being more financially uh, set in the community, which would allow them to thrive and raise their families easier. Okay. And now, speaking of raising families, I think one issue we forgot to talk about was childcare. That was one that's now repopped into my brain. <laughs> yes, childcare is a big one, and there's there's are uh, a handful of things that can be done to address it. But the biggest thing is being supportive to the community, business owners that want to open up these facilities trying to lighten regulations that prevent uh, facilities from opening in timely matters or making it not financially practical or sound to invest in opening up child care facilities. So we need to look at systems and processes that can be made to make that a, a, a greater incentive to people in the community. Okay. And now, would you say community support is a big aspect of what you've been focusing on? Because you've mentioned it a number of times. And so I feel like that is, would you say that's a big part of your message? It's, it's absolutely about the people. Everything should be done for the people. Because when you focus on the people, everything, the, the people run all the functions. The people provide all the businesses. The people uh, are the government, you know. It's all of us that make this wonderful community what it is. And everything that's done in the peer view of the assembly should be done for the greatest benefit to the community with the lowest financial impact on the individual as well. Okay. And I think that we're asking, because I know, because like I said, I heard you mention it a number of times. And so then it bears the question of how does that factor into your campaign message? So I think it's good that you did answer that one. Now, I also want to offer you this opportunity. Is there any big things that you want to tell people? You know, what do you want the folks to know? Yeah, absolutely. We all need to ask ourselves what we want for Juno's future. The city is heading down a path that is not sustainable for our way of life. And if we don't address it, the damage to the community could be severe. 
I see Juno as the greatest place in the world, but it's not because of how the city is ran. I hope to have children and grandchildren that can live and thrive in Juno because we took action today for their futures. That's done by putting the people of Juno first and putting them now. And we need the chorus of the city to reflect that. A great action to take is a vote. It's important and it's powerful. I didn't always think so, maybe felt my vote didn't matter, but I was very wrong. With such a low voter turnout, those who do vote have a lot of weight behind their voice. And it's like voting for three or four. It's important for the younger genera generation to be aware that they really can make a difference and their voice does matter. Mail ballots go out September 14th or 15th, but the deadline to register and update your voter registration is September 3rd, so that's an important date to keep in mind. Voting ends October 3rd, and you can mail the ballot or bring it to a drop box in person. And I also think it's important that we establish in-person voting as an option in addition to mail. There's a sense of community when you go to the polls and see your friends, neighbors, and coworkers. You get to thank the ballot workers for their service and maybe do some shopping after. I would like to see more things that build a strong sense of community and not less. And I think it's unfortunate that that was done away with. Okay. And well, I think with that, we are about out of time. Although I will note out of that response that you gave me that does remind me that I need to get my voting information changed. I'm pretty sure it still thinks I'm in Anchorage when I haven't lived actively in Anchorage for about seven, almost eight months now. Everyone out there, take take uh, follow suit with Jordan and go update your voter registration if needed. Update your voter registration. And then always remember to vote because as my the way my father always puts it, you can't complain if you didn't participate. 100%. And so always remember that aspect of it. Well, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to come in and chat with me, and we will see how everything turns out. Thank you very much, Jordan. You have a wonderful day. All righty. You've all been listening to Action Line on KINY.